So I tried escargot, not something that I would normally ever order, um, <laughs> but I figured, hey, this is the place to try it. And it was okay. I don't think I would get it again. It was basically just like butter and garlic. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we love that. The escargot. best part about escargot is dipping the bread in the butter and garlic. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the snails are merely a delivery vehicle <laughs> for the delicious butter that they sit in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> back everybody to this week's episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and sam we got another review lined up this week i, I guess i want to highlight these reviews are from like december of 2022 that's how many we have to get through here so but i hope you're ready, ready. this one comes from booker d who writes great stories and great insight lots of valuable content about all things dcl and beyond i love the combination of news updates trip reports and always lots of laughs well we do aim to bring a little humor to the show, mostly for me. Sam, not so good with hey! the humor. Hey, <laughs> you're so rude. See, I'm already laughing, so I'm bringing the humor. There you go. But we have a fun show lined up today with some fabulous guests. The brains and talent behind Kraus Mouse Adventures on YouTube. I want to start by welcoming the Kraus family to the show. Welcome, guys. Hello, good to see you. Hi, happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming, you guys. This is awesome. We love talking to fellow Disney content creators and fellow lovers of Disney Cruise Line, of course. Alan, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell folks your Disney and Disney cruising background? I grew up in San Diego, which is pretty close to Disneyland. And my dad was a dentist. And every year we'd go to the Anaheim Convention Center, which was right across the street from Disneyland. So of course, we'd have to go to Disneyland. And that kind of started me on my Disney journey. And then right now we live in Irvine, which is about 15 minutes from Disneyland. So we take our kids there a bunch. We've been to Disney World a few times with them and on a couple of Disney cruises and to Alani and enjoy sharing our Disney experiences on YouTube. Awesome. Rachel, why don't you tell us how many cruises you all have been on with Disney Cruise Line and then if you have any other cruising background? Sure. So this would be actually this was our my third cruise, their second cruise. I did one cruise earlier before we were married. I mean, it was an Eastern Caribbean on Norwegian with a friend. I don't remember too much from the cruise. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> you were young and single at the time. Yeah. So I couldn't say if I loved it, didn't love it, would go back again. But then as a family, we decided, I don't even know exactly how we said we wanted to do a cruise. But in 2019, our girls at the time were seven and nine. Not and perfect yeah, it was the perfect age. We thought, okay, let's do this cruise. And we all loved it. Got You had to at that time do the placeholder in person. And we got the placeholder and we thought, okay, somewhere in the next two years, we will do another cruise. However, we all know the pandemic hit and we did not do a cruise, unfortunately, because I really had a fear of getting stuck on a cruise ship. Like I know other people would I enjoy that, <laughs> but... I have to get back to work. There's no way I could be gone for like two plus extra weeks and put that out of our minds. And then this time, our daughter was having her bat mitzvah and she said she really wanted to do a Disney cruise to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And that's how we ended up 
doing this cruise. Well, Mazel Tov to your daughter and yes. celebrating bat mitzvah. Yes, our son is on path. Well, soon we'll be on path for a bar mitzvah in what three years? Sam? Yeah, four, four, three years. years. Three. Years? It should be th- three well, years, yeah. yeah, should be three years from this fall. So, yeah, uh, I too am pushing for a Disney cruise to celebrate. I have been told we cannot hold the ceremony or the party on board the ship, which is really cramping my style. But uh, you know, we'll have to figure that one. <laughs> we had a small <laughs> celebration at our house, but our main celebration was on the cruise, nice. and I think that's what we'll do with our second daughter, who is eleven, and she wants to do the treasure. Nice. So good timing. She's got just a couple of years. And so the treasure will have been out for a little bit by then. That'll kind of be perfect. Party may have to be a lot smaller too, given the pricing on the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's come out right now. But yeah. <laughs> Especially when we were looking at the spring break one that was still pretty pricey. That's the one we're looking at. And yes, it hurts my heart. <laughs> Actually, it hurts my pocketbook more. But yes, very pricey, very pricey. Well, so this fantasy cruise we're going to talk about, Seven Night Western Caribbean, if I've got it right, was your second cruise then. And you're probably your, was it your first cruise on the fantasy then? Yeah, it's the first time on the fantasy. My second cruise, our second Disney cruise, Rachel's third cruise total but second disney cruise nice all right and and presumably second one well yes second one for the kids so yeah so all right well that's that's amazing what led you to do the fantasy this time around or was it just the seven night itinerary or time of year yeah what pushed you toward the fantasy and the seven night western definitely wanted to do since we did the magic we wanted to do either like the dreamer or the fantasy to try those out and we wanted seven night and we wanted castaway So it made it pretty easy that it was either going to be Eastern or Western. And I think for us, we picked Western because you did Grand Caymans really enjoy that as a regular trip. And it just worked out better on the timeline too. Well, what kind of stateroom did you get on board for a family of four? We did the Deluxe Family Ocean stateroom. We didn't do a veranda. We didn't do a veranda the first time around. I think for us, we found like we're barely in the room. And I just figured I'll put that extra cost. And actually, I think the price was very similar to a regular veranda. We wanted extra space, which definitely helped. And then I think the room actually worked out really well for us, even though we do have two like older, not full teenagers because the 11 and 13 year old, but space worked out fine. Yeah. Well, you might not, you might have less fighting over the bunk bed, I suppose, at 11 and 13, but I'm not, I'm not sure. We're not there yet. So <laughs> they just alternate. They... Oh, smart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, the beauty of our only child setup is he can have the bunk bed whenever he wants. Uh, <laughs> and so, well, except some of the rooms we sail in don't have it, which you can just see the look of. He gets disappointed when he sees case. that the room doesn't have a bunk bed. He like he mm. really likes that bunk bed, and it's like the first thing he does. I don't know if you've noticed it, when he walks in the door, he like looks in the ceiling to see if there's a bunk right bed. versus so, the Murphy yeah, bed whatever. or the sofa bed or whatever the arrangement. Yeah, is. and we did have a Murphy bed. We just never used it. They um, yeah. asked yeah. them what would they like, and they said they wanted it as bunks. Nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. I love that. Well, did you travel down to or travel across, I should say, since you're in California, did you travel across uh, a day early or spend some time in the parks before you hit up the cruise line? What was the uh, experience getting there like? Yeah, we we got there a few days earlier, spent some time in the parks. We actually did two nighttime events, a nighttime event at Epcot and one at Hollywood Studios and then a full day at Magic Kingdom. And we had a, a great transportation system to the cruise line. Rachel learned that if we use the Disney transportation, we can get an earlier boarding group. So do you want to talk about that? Yes. Yes. Well, we stayed all back up too. We also stayed at the Polynesian, which was 
wonderful. We love Hawaii and that feel and really enjoy that location. And then I think I might have heard from you guys or Facebook group that you could get boarding group too, because we are silver. So we knew we wanted the early, the longest time on the ship possible. Yeah. And it worked out perfect. They got us. Well, they told us we had to have everything like ready by seven, which is annoying because they actually knocked on our door before seven <laughs> and everyone else was still sleeping, but I had to like sneak over and let them in yeah. to get our luggage. So, and it's nice. They do transfer your luggage. So you don't have to worry about that at all. And they, we had to be in the lobby at eight 30 and then we ended up there. What time did we end up there? Do you remember? Well, we boarded at 11 45. And it was it was really nice because we were able to get on the ship right before a thunderstorm came. Oh, and they actually had a they had to stop the boarding went right after we got on because of lightning. And so we went to Cabana's and Cabana's was empty. We literally were the only almost the only people in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're like, we're oh, like wow. oh my goodness, this is amazing. The downside of that is that our plan was to go to the pool right after Cabana's and we had our bathing suits ready to go, but the pool was closed, it was thundering. So, but at least we got to spend some time kind of alone in cabanas and enjoy our, our lunch there. That's awesome. Nice. I mean, and that's a really great tip for those who either have not sailed or are silver status or even gold status. If you want to get on the ship early, that's probably your best bet for being able to get a low boarding group and getting on the ship, at, you know, as one of the first people taking that Disney transportation because you do get to the port early. You might have to sit around for a while. It sounds like you probably all did. And and you might have to take a longer bus ride, meaning you might get picked up first and go to several other resorts to pick up passengers as well and then head to Port Canaveral. But, you know, regardless of the extra waiting, you're going to get more time on the ship. And, you know, you're paying for seven nights, but you don't get a full eight days. So, you know, it's really nice to get those extra couple of hours on. I'm curious, pre-cruise, since you're silver, were you able to book some of the things that you wanted to get booked on board? Or was that a real challenge for you being silvers on the sailing? It actually, our sailing was pretty full. I think it was completely full. And we did get Apollo initially on the second sea day. I kind of wanted to change the time, but it was impossible. But I went the first day, and especially because everyone was still with the thunder, I went and I was able to change Paula to the first day. Easy, no problem. And we got all the excursions we wanted. And the funny thing is, too, we were actually at an event. So I'm seeing her on my phone trying to book all these things. But we got everything we wanted, even being silver. Yeah, we read about Misfa Party, and she's trying to book the excursions like <laughs> right then. And the reason we changed Paulo is because we found she found out when the Mickey Churro waffles were going to be served. And we didn't want to miss those. Oh. So she was able to go to guest services and change that to the other sea day. And we got Paulo brunch. So that was great. And, and Paulo brunch on Father's Day, which was even Yeah, it was an amazing oh. Father's Day. Yeah. Um, I also learned that they'll serve... Uh, so I'm gluten-free. So I learned that they'll make gluten-free Mickey Churro waffles. Oh. So the day before, I told our server and those were ready to go. So that was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, we also were able to book on that same sea day uh, couples massage. So we just went to Sense of Spa and they had them, even though they weren't available online ahead of time, mm -hmm. but we were, they had saved some spaces. So we were able to get that. Yeah. I, I want to give a pro tip about the couples massage really yeah. quick, which is they're always sold out online and then they're always available on board. The number of times they have, we have gone into like the concierge lunch or just gone to the spa about changing a spa appointment. And they've said, Oh, would you like to convert this to a couple's massage? I'm like, I didn't think any were available because they're all sold. I'm like, Nope, nope, they're all available. Yeah. So I, I don't know 
they must put one out there or something because yeah, they're always available. They definitely don't put out all of the availability for the spa, like they don't put out all of the avail all of the availability for the drink tastings. I think the only thing that they might put out all the availability for or most of it is the port adventures. I per- that's my guess. I don't know that for for certain, but that seems to be the case. But glad to hear that you were able to get all the things that you wanted. One pro tip about the churro waffles. You can get them on days that they are not actually being offered in cabanas, but you've got to beg and plead your server or really your your dining area manager the night before. And they won't do it on like embarkation day and they might not do it on castaway day either. But you can get them to do it for you on, you know, one of your regular, let's say, sea days or one of your regular port days, but you've got to like beg and plead and and ask the night before. Yeah, it's good to know so we don't miss that in the future. Because we have definitely missed Churro Waffle Day in the dining room and still been able to get them. So let's talk about boarding the ship. You get, of course, to the beautiful terminal at Port Canaveral. Your first time sailing uh, on the Magic, did you sail out of Port Canaveral or someplace else? No, we sailed out of Miami. Oh, so this is your first time in Disney's Terminal. And presumably your first time seeing the beautiful Disney fantasy in person. What did you all think? You're on that bus, you're coming over the causeways and you see Port Canaveral and you see the beautiful ship in the distance. What is going through your mind at that point? Super excited and very happy to explore it. And it is really nice that you can see it from a pretty far distance. I think we're on one of the bridges. I'm like, look, yeah, builds the anticipation. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, it's very exciting to see that beautiful ship come closer and closer. Yeah, we love that. We like we like we like renting a car and driving ourselves down. We've done the bus as well from the we've done the bus from the airport several times as well and private transportation a couple of times, but I I just love that drive when you first see, you know, whatever ship you're getting on and and then you and then it disappears and then you see it again, you know, it's just kind of awesome. We stopped doing the bus in part because we were staying at the resort and we'd heard such terrible things about the time, the pickup times, but it sounds like you all had a very early pickup time, which was helpful. So that's that's good to hear. Maybe things have changed a bit with the buses from the resorts. Yeah. It was super smooth. It only did the Grand California, I mean, sorry, Grand Floridian and had the Grand Floridian people on it first. Oh, okay. We, we went on it. The kids got to watch cartoons and... Yeah, it was we, comfortable. It was easy. It was, yeah, they had a little trivia on the screens. Perfect. It was a great experience. Yeah. Love it. Nice. All right. So you get to Port Canaveral. What's the boarding process like? Was it organized, a mess, something in between? <laughs> you never, We never know what we're going to hear. I think for us, it was super smooth because we were probably maybe only one other bus that got there. Mm. So we went pretty much, they just held us out for like a minute or two. Then they put us in the terminal and we went straight through the security up. I don't know. That was five minutes. It was really easy. And yeah. we just waited for our boarding group. All right. So you are boarding the Disney Fantasy and walking into her beautiful atrium and your family name gets announced. What's that moment like? And what did you think of the Fantasy's atrium? Yeah, it gives you chills when you hear, hear them announce your family and you look at the beautiful atrium and uh, it's larger than the magic. So, you know, it's, it's a more of a wow factor. And we were lucky because when they stopped the boarding after us, they stopped calling the names because they just wanted to get those people on as fast as possible. So fortunately, we had an early boarding group. We got that whole experience. Other people were just kind of rushed on. Yeah, they did like 10 groups at a time or something and just said, welcome aboard. So they 
If that was your first cruise, they missed that experience, which is sad. Yeah, yeah that is sad. That's a bummer. That is sad. And I do have to say that atrium is gorgeous. Yeah. I love the colors and the whole like peacock theme. It, it was so beautiful. Love that. It's so awesome. Now on the, I can't wait for you all to experience the Disney wish because you enter into an even bigger atrium on the wish, the grand hall. They're all beautiful. And I think the, the fantasy and the dream, especially when you've been on one of the classic ships, the wonder of the magic, and you go into the fantasy and dream, you're like, wow, this is like twice the size, right? It's, it, it really is. And then you go to the grand hall and it's another twice the size basically on the wish and should be on, on the treasure. All right. Well, let's start talking about these ports of call that you all went to, because I know that was part of the reason why you chose this itinerary. Tell us where your Western Caribbean itinerary was going to. Sure. We first went to Cosmo. After Cosmo, we went to Grand Cayman Islands and then Jamaica. And then from there, we had a sea day and then we had Castaway. Nice. We have not done this itinerary ourselves. We have done Western Caribbean, but only when they had the modified itineraries because of COVID. So we've gotten to do Cozumel and Costa Maya, but we've never gotten to do Grand Cayman or Jamaica. Let's start with, let's start in order and talk about Cozumel first. What were you all interested in doing in Cozumel and what did you end up booking either through Disney or elsewhere or did you do Cozumel on your own? So I'll just say I also decided for all the ports to do through Disney because when I'm in my other cruise and my we went to the Key West, right? Key West. I was like, well, this is the United States. I can do a uh, port of injury on my own, no problem. But I know in Caribbean, it's Caribbean time and I'm relying on taxis to get me back to the ship. So we did them all through Disney. And in Cosmo, we wanted to do, at least I really thought we should see the mine ruins. So I thought this is something unique. You can't go and do this other places. Uh, well, not many other places. So we did a combination of mine ruins, chocolate making, as well as Playa Mina, which is a beach club. Yeah, so the the Mayan ruins experience, it was very, very hot. And our tour guide gave us multiple layers of bug repellents put on. And he said, don't stop moving because the mosquitoes will bite you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we still got bitten. In, uh, in fact, Rachel got bitten under her shirt somehow. So it was really cool seeing the historical buildings, but the, the weather and the bugs kind of took away from that. Yeah, so we can say we've done it. but I'll, And I think I thought I would get a little bit more history personally, even though we have kids they would have liked it too. I feel like he just kind of showed us each site and told us a little bit about it, but I think I wanted to know more about the culture. That's just me personally. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, we went to the Mayan Cacao Chocolate Company, which was a little different than I was expecting. It was also very hot there. They, I thought they would give us kind of like a platter of many different types of chocolates, but it was more just kind of wait in this line and get one sample at the end of the tour. So I was a little disappointed in that experience. They showed us how they made the chocolate and they gave us a little taste. Um, Remember Kaylin, our um, youngest was saying that she thought they would explain more, how do you get the chocolate rather than Mm. just like, oh, all we did was grind it in front of you. She actually wanted to hear more about like the whole making. Right. The process of of getting the cocoa beans and harvesting them and heat cooking them or whatever they do. I think, yeah, I honestly think this was just to sell their chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they they bring you into the gift shop and give you one sample and say, you can, you can buy as much as you want. Um, But then the third part of the excursion, which was the best was Playa Mia. Mm -hmm. So the water was gorgeous and warm 
And it was so nice to get into that water um, after we're sweating in the, in the Mayan ruins and the Mayan cacao company. And so they had this big inflatable play structure out in the water. So we got to jump around on that. The kids loved that. They gave us free smoothies or included smoothies. So if I were to do this again, I'd probably just spend my time there. Yeah. I'd probably just bypass the other, the other said, parts. Or you said snorkel. Yeah, or snorkel. Yeah, I would have done something more in the water because the water there looks amazing. We've actually done the excursion that was just Playa Mia through Disney in Cozumel. I think once or twice. I can't remember. But it was like right after the pandemic restarts. It was not anywhere near. It was just a beach day, basically. It was a beach day. And I think they had a little bit of a buffet and you got a couple of drink tickets. But there were none of the water, none of like the other water activities in the bouncy thing. None of that was available to us. But it was a nice each day, to be perfectly honest, and and the as you mentioned, the water is you know beautiful and clear there. So I would definitely recommend Playa Mia as well. Okay, so it sounds like really the the first the ruins maybe a meh and or really more the mosquitoes and the tour more of a meh than the ruins themselves. And the chocolate was a sales pitch. Well, that's not that. Far off. We, like- we actually thought you could just kind of sneak out of the chocolate yeah. and then just go straight to Playa Mia because it's right next door. But oh. we did not know that. So okay. Kind of in hindsight, if you're anyone's ever on that tour, just walk away from it. <laughs> go straight there. I like- just give you a ticket and you get more time there because I know we didn't get enough time at the beach at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How long did you get at the beach? Maybe an hour. Yeah, roughly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then by yeah. the time, like, you know, my, our kids wanted to be on the obstacle course probably the entire time, but mm-hmm. we never did do anything else. They actually have a couple of pools and water slide and they could have spent all day there for sure. Yeah. 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 The hour is a tough, a tough one for sure. We, I think we had like four hours there and it was, you know, it was kind of perfect because we were lounging around. We got in the water a bit. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have the water the park activities. though. Yeah. The water park was, yeah. I think it was open maybe, but not for like, they kept us in a bubble, right? Like it was a Disney cruise line bubble. So we didn't get to use the water park at all. So, you know, it is what it is. That's what COVID sailing was like. It was just, you know, reduced availability of a lot of things. Right. Another thing about the chocolate place is that there were a lot of people there. So it was mm. very slow moving through the whole process. Yeah, they gave us they made us a, a fresh corn talk tortilla with yeah. a, with some salsa. salsa. That was that was nice. Oh nice. Yeah. nice. Was there lunch at the beach or anything, or did this not include like a real lunch? It wasn't supposed to, but I think in retrospect, we probably could have just gotten something because they didn't even ask for our drink tickets when but maybe that was for alcohol. We don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They gave us smoothies. They didn't ask for our tickets and they had food out, which I, we assumed you had to pay for, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be included in the tour. Okay. All right. So your next port was, was it Grand Cayman or Jamaica? Grand, Grand Cayman. Cayman. Grand yeah. Cayman. And you've been to Grand Cayman, you said before. Yeah. I was once as a, as a kid there. And so this was my favorite stop out of all the stops. This was incredible. So my older daughter and I went to Stingray City. Our younger daughter decided sw- swimming with stingrays wasn't her jam and she wanted to do something different. So Rebecca and I took a boat to Stingray City and the water was gorgeous. It was warm. Stingrays around, we were feeding them squid and it was just such a fun experience. They, they tell us that if you kiss a stingray, you get seven years of good luck. So of course we each had to kiss a stingray <laughs> and I don't know if they just made that up, but we did it anyway. And then the second part of that excursion was snorkeling. Oh, and nice. so they they took us on the boat to a slightly different spot. And the, the water was just so clear. There's so many fish and coral. And it was 
really great experience. I really like that a lot. And then we decided, my younger daughter and I, to go to Seven Mile Beach. And oh, at nice. that point, I thought, I don't need to do an excursion. This one's actually super simple. You just get off the port. There are like caps there, but it's interesting because it's actually like a van that puts like maybe 15 people on. Mm-hmm. They actually completely fill it up before they move. Mm-hmm. But it's cheap. It's like $6 a person. And it takes you directly to an area in Seven Mile Beach. I don't even know which one they drop you off at, but mm-hmm. just one spot. And that was beautiful. The water was super nice. We just lounged in the water. I think initially I thought we'd get chairs, but I thought we're not going to sit in the chair. We're just going to be in the water. So we just um, were in the water for a while and then took the, the taxi back, which was also super easy. Awesome. Yeah, so the Grand Cayman is a tender port. So we had to wait for the tender boat. I think it took Rachel and Kaylin almost an hour from waiting in the Walt Disney Theater to actually getting to Grand Cayman. So people should kind of keep that in mind that you do need to set aside a lot of time to get to the island. That's when I texted him because they they didn't get any special treatment with their port of entry, even though it was with Disney. We had heard like you would get on the tender earlier, but they didn't offer it maybe because it was an afternoon excursion. I don't know the reason for it, but I didn't want them to miss it. So Mm -hmm. I texted, come now because you may be an hour from now. They were... I don't know. I think we were at the bulk of the everyone wanting to go. So ours was like the worst time. Mm-hmm. And actually someone on my taxi that reminds me had an excursion, but they had missed it because it took them too long. So they were taking the taxi to go to like the hotel to do like the reverse of the excursion. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point though about tender ports in general. If you... Well, so usually if you have a morning excursion with Disney, they will usually get you priority onto the tender because you'll be meeting somewhere on board the ship for your excursion, right? But if you've got an excursion that's an afternoon one that's meeting off the ship, which is often the case, then there is none. You've got to find your way on the tender yourself. So that's just something to keep in mind. But in general, if you're if you're getting off at a tender port, give yourself extra time to get on and off the ship because at the end of the day you don't want to miss the ship because you got there, you know, right after the last tender has left. <laughs> you do not want to be you do not want to be stuck in a foreign port and watch your cruise ship sail away. I, right. <laughs> not not high on not high on your bucket list. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. You know, but I would have been with Rachel. I would have been with you and Caitlin at the beach and not at the Stingray excursion. I have no desire to kiss or feed a stingray <laughs> whatsoever. I got p- freaked out at the one. We did sign up one time in Castaway Key. We signed up for the stingray excursion for all three of us. And the only one who ended up feeding the stingray was Brian. Both Nathan and I got into the water. We saw those stingrays come like within a couple of feet of us. And we're like, nope, we're out. <laughs> Peace out, stingrays. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, to each his own, right? Okay, so your next port then is is Jamaica before yeah, right. you get to Castaway then. Yeah. Okay, so tell us, what did you guys decide to do in Jamaica? So I had heard to do the Dunn Rivers Fall, like I knew oh, that yes. had to be something on our list to do. Mm-hmm. And they had multiple excursions with either just Dunn Rivers, adding it on with something else. And I thought, okay, I saw the Jamaican bobsled. Well, where else can you do a Jamaica bobsled? So we decided to do that one. Nice. Um, cool runnings. And, yeah. Yes, exactly. And the kids had already seen cool runnings and kind of had a good concept of what was to be coming. And the Dunn Rivers, okay, I have to say, 
we're used to like hiking. We're big hikers. We've hiked the Nepali coast and we're not used to doing these things in a tour. So with lots of people who are going very slow, a little frustrating, I guess you, I, I do know you have to pack your patience, but amateur hikers though. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. But we also had no idea that you were going to get completely drenched. It did not say anywhere on the paperwork. It just said wear water shoes. Right. (laughs) So yeah, I thought water shoes. Okay. My feet will get wet. I can still bring my backpack and everything, but no, it was, you had the option of a full body immersion. And even if you didn't want to do the full body immersion, you were definitely up to your waist in water. Yeah. You're kind there of holding were, your backpack over your head, I take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just took my GoPro, but I had my hat on. So, and I didn't want to get underwater completely. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was another cruise ship at the island too. So that made it very crowded, very slow. Mm-hmm. It was a very cool experience. It's very beautiful. It's, I mean, when can you hike up a waterfall and, and go up a, a river? So it was, it was a very cool experience getting there. I think it took like an hour drive to get there and we had a a tour guide tell us a little bit about the history on the way. There's a lot of vendors once you're there. They're pretty aggressive. So just be aware that, you know, if you make eye contact or start talking to them, they're going to really ramp up Hard the... Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you just have to kind of like go by and, and I felt kind of rude just kind of walking by them and not looking at them, but you just got to go walk by. There's photographers there also who try to sell you the photos. <laughs> so... Just be aware of that. I'm trying to get money from tourists. I feel like they have the monkeys or the lizards or something, a snake that they just try to put on you and take a picture and then charge you for it. Yeah. That would have been next, but you didn't see that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then next we went to the bobsled. It's it's called the Mystic Mountain. Mm -hmm. And so it takes you take a chairlift up there, a very slow chairlift. You get a a view of the ocean. And but because it was so crowded there, we waited about an hour and 45 minutes in line for the bobsled ride. Was not the ride was fun, um, but it was a pretty quick ride, and it wasn't worth waiting in line an hour and forty five minutes. So, in hindsight, maybe we would have just done the the waterfall and gone back to the ship. And I think they said initially it was seven hour tour, or something like that, or six and a half hour. But we barely made it back before our the boat was supposed to leave, and that oh, we wow. left at seven in the morning. It was oh, wow. an so all really day. Long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got room service that day, so we could be out early, mm-hmm. and uh, we got back late. And yeah, I was surprised how long that took. That was a very long excursion. Yeah, everyone was wiped by the end of that one. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. All right. Then your last port of call is, of course, Disney's private island, Castaway Key. Did you guys book pre-book anything at Castaway? People always ask this question to us. like, And frankly, I always tell them that you don't need to book anything at Castaway. It's an amazing port. And if you want to rent something when you're there, you can always do that. But what did you all decide? We did not book anything. And this was the time we thought we'll do the 5k. Mm-hmm. So we got out bright and early, but it was still very hot, but we were determined to do it. Oh, so gosh. all four of us did the 5k. Good on you. Yeah. And then we did snorkeling and we brought our own snorkel equipment because one, I'm very particular with my snorkel mask. So I just always bring it. I think you can rent it. They still had the rentals, no problem. And we did the snorkeling and we also just did like a little bit of the water slides and just relax on the chairs. But yeah, there's plenty to do to, you can spend the whole day there. You don't need to book anything. So yeah, actually our daughter said we did everything that was free on the island. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> now with snorkeling, they do make you wear their vests, right? For the, right. it's just the, they're like a highlighter color yellow, basically. Yes. And that's for visibility. And that those are free. So if you bring your own snorkel gear and you, you just have to get the, the vest. And I know this myself because I also, if I'm going to go snorkeling, I bring my own mask. I, I don't ha- own fins. I just own a mask, but it's just because I have prescription, you know, lenses in my snorkel mask because mm-hmm. I can't see. And there's no point in me going into the going snorkeling without a prescription mask. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's fun trying to find all the different sunken treasures and Mm -hmm. Disney characters. And they have little buoys to mark where they are. They're kind of far out. Some of them you have to, it's a good swim to get out to them. But that was a lot of fun seeing all those things, a submarine and, and boat and things underwater. Awesome. Sounds like a great day at Castaways. Did you have nice weather did, or did you end up with downpour? I mean, the, you no, never know what you're going to no get. No rain. It was warm, but it was beautiful. Like, yeah, it was a perfect day. I mean, I think if we had booked doing parasailing, it would have been fine because I saw it going off, I think, all day. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then we ate at Cookies too, And Rachel and the kids made their own ice cream sandwich with, with the big cookies yeah. in the restaurant and soft serve and <laughs> It was a little too much. <laughs> we could all split one. Love it. That's the that's the right way to do it at Castaway. You have to have the soft serve, whether in a cone or on a cookie, it doesn't matter. You just have to ha- find some room for that, you know, soft serve. It's like it's liquid. So it finds all the open, empty crevices within your stomach. <laughs> we had one of the soft serve right after we finished the 5K, but mm-hmm. it doesn't open till like 1130. So we yeah. had to wait. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I will say that 5K, you know, it's fun to do and to get your medal, but especially in the summertime, it's brutal. I just, that's the one time of year that I just can't do the 5k on the islands because it's so hot. Yeah. We were, we were pretty drenched in sweat and they have water along the way. We brought our own water, but they also mm-hmm. have their own water um, that you can use and squirt yourself with. And uh, we just walked it, you know, we didn't run or anything, but we got there as early as we could. We got uh, room service. We could get off the ship pretty fast. And uh, yeah, it was a good way to start the day. Awesome. All right. Well, let's talk onboard stuff because we've, we've covered all the ports now, which I think are, are great to... We don't talk enough about the Caribbean ports, I feel like, because, well, a lot of the time folks we have on of just going to Nassau and Castaway. And so they're, you know, those are not as nearly as interesting as some of these other Western or Eastern Caribbean ports. But let's talk about some of the onboard stuff. Now, your girls are 11 and 13. So they are edge age. Do they spend time at edge? Are they interested in the kid? Well, I'll call it kids club, but the tween club. What other kinds of family activities do you all get up to? So they went initially, but they never spent any time in there because I said it was always super crowded. I think there were a lot of kids on this cruise, but we had earlier joined the Facebook group and the girls had already pre-made friends who were ah. the sisters, same right. age. So they just kind of would play hide and seek around the ship or do the, the midship detective. Oh, I love or that. Yeah. Go get ice cream. So I don't think they felt a need to ever be in there because it was just too crowded for them. Yeah, they or they just go in the aqueduct themselves. Yeah. Um, Rachel and I actually went in Edge during the open house. And it wasn't very crowded at that time. And it's really neat in there. They I have think all, that was vibe. Oh, vibe. That was vibe. Yeah, it was... It was it was really neat. They had their own outdoor area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a team. Yeah, that's vibe. That is awesome. On the dream and the fantasy, that teen club is the best because they have that the outdoor area with the little like pools and sun deck. And yeah, oh, that's an awesome area. And our 11-year-old did get her like 
magic band or whatever band you call that for the kids club, but mm-hmm. she never went in because she felt too old for the regular kids club at 11. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you can go there till 12, but I, I can understand, you know, there's like three and four year olds running around. Right. So it's a little bit, you know, they certainly have more in common with the tweens at 11 than they do with like three and four year olds. So I'm curious to see as Nathan transitions, cause he he's nine right now, but he will be 10 very soon in the next couple of months. And it'll be interesting to see when he sort of transitions out of the Oceaneers club and into edge or just as your girls did making friends, you know, ahead of time and, and, and wandering the ship. So He's sort of right. getting more and more towards that, I think. Yeah. And our, our first cruise, they had those wave phones. So communication between people was a little tricky, but now you can just iMessage easily. So the kids could be off on their own. We could message them to meet up or find out where they are. That was why we got Nathan his, his cell phone, to be perfectly honest. We bought him a cell phone because of Disney cruising. That might sound crazy, <laughs> but we are the DCL duo for a reason, I guess. <laughs> Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode what all did you guys get up to on the ship when the girls are off hanging out with their new friends playing hide and seek what where are the spaces and places that you're hanging out in or activities you guys are doing so we did the couple's massage which was nice. Well, you had never that, you had never done a massage ever. So yeah, and that I'm was trying to get him to do one. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. You got the ocean view. It just it's so peaceful and relaxing. It just you just melt there. It was, yeah, it was fabulous. And I hadn't done massages, but just never on a cruise ship. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. And then Paulo. Yeah, we did Paulo brunch, which was really nice. Yeah, we had some great food at Paulo brunch. Just beautiful morning there. And we did the, what do they call the Art of the Theme Ship Tour? Yeah, Art of the Theme Ship Tour, yeah. How did you guys like that? I mean, that for those who haven't, for those who don't know or haven't done it before, it is an, a, a tour of the ship, essentially, of all the different sort of theming and artwork of the ship, but it's an adults-only tour. But what did you guys think about it? I thought it was great because we like the history. We like learning. <laughs> right? I mean, of course, we enjoy seeing everything, but to kind of know the background and where everything comes from and just to get like little bits of trivia to understand like, oh, why does the chandelier look this way in Paulo to look like spaghetti and meatballs and just little things like that, I think was very entertaining and we enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. You walked us in the atrium and showed us the, how the marble and the carpet match and how they had to get the marble special and, and just, yeah, so many little tips and things that you didn't, 
look at before, like in front of the Walt Disney Theater, how you have the different Disney characters. Each one is a a zodiac sign. Mm -hmm. And so just little things that I didn't notice. And yeah, you just walk by and not understand the details. Did they share with you the artwork on the fantasy, the the, like the artwork signals, what's on the floor? Yeah, that was always really cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, they have like the goofy playing sports next to the sports deck and a picture from Ratatouille next to Remy. So that was, yeah, Yeah. that was really neat. And they have the one of like Jack, uh, not Jack, Peter Pan, I think, holding, is it Peter Pan? Somebody holding their umbrella up in the direction of the kids club. So, you know, Uh, as you're walking up the steps, like it's pointing you in the direction where the kids are. So, yeah. 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 I also love that if you do that tour twice, you will have a different experience, right? Because Uh. each person who, who does the tour, one of the entertainment staff that do the tours, they all get to kind of pick what they want to talk about. There are probably some things that everybody talks about, like the Monica blue pants Mm. that the ship, whole color comes from. But in general, you will get different, you know, different people like to talk about different elements of the theming or different elements of the artwork or of the lighting fixtures of the carpet, the marble, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really fun. So if you're on the fantasy again, I would actually recommend doing that tour again with a different tour guide and you might have a completely different point of view of different, you know, of different items on the, on the ship. One of the tidbits that blew me away was when we were in Remy, they pointed out the bottle of wine that was in Ratatouille that Anton Ego was drinking. And they said, they they said they had two bottles of those originally and they'd go for $25,000. Now they just have one bottle left. It was two different wines. One of them was the wine that Ego drinks at dinner. And I think the other one is the wine bottle that the chef slash villain opens to try to get Luigi drunk and spill all of his his secrets. So yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, did you guys get into any of the adult venues in the evenings and check out any of the programming in there, like, you know, Match Your Mate or other the other game shows that are kind of put on in the adult areas? So for adult area, I think we probably thought we would do more of it. But to be honest, that starts pretty late and we were getting up early. So we just made it only to one bar and we had to try to pick which one we wanted to do. So we did Sky... Skyline. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Skyline Lounge. Yeah, so it's really cool. You have all the different European cities. It's I understand it's similar to the Star Wars Lounge on The Wish where the the scenery changes Mm -hmm. and uh, the menu matches the city. So you can order from around Europe. That's yeah. really cool. That's very nice in there. Well, that was a good choice. That's one of the best, I would say. That and Meridian, I think, are the two best on the fantasy. Yeah, for sure. We did one trivia. It, oh, it wasn't adult trivia. Yeah, yeah okay. We That's all right. Any, we pretty much went to bed when the kids did. Yeah. <laughs> it was still late. It was probably like 10 o'clock at night or so. Yeah. But yeah. Now, did you all do late dining or early dining? And what factored into that choice? If it was a choice, we did early dining. I think primarily we thought the kids would still, well, two reasons. One, I kind of like to eat and then go see a show. That's just my personal way of liking to do things. And two, we thought, I don't know if we really want to eat dinner at eight o'clock at night and then go to bed on the giant full stomach. Right. We'd Uh, probably have to eat a snack before dinner. Then we'd end up eating more. (laughs) The downside of that, I think there are a lot more kids in the theater. And so we noticed that that was... So we definitely noticed that that like kids were around us, you know, making noise, kicking, and and that kind of thing. So yes, that changed that experience a little bit. Yes, the late dinner makes for a better theater experience. I will tell you that. Now it's not it's not 
perfect. And I say perfect in quotations because, of course, you expect there's going to be children on any Disney Cruise Line ship, but there are less young children at that late dinner seating and thus less less younger children at that first show than at the second show. So I prefer late dining, but also I think for us, it's just so if we're going back east to sail, it's if we don't get our bodies completely adjusted to East Coast time, it's so early, right? It's like three o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the afternoon if your body feels it that way. But if you get take the time to get adjusted, it's, you know, it's fine. So any other note food, because I feel like we always have to talk about food, <laughs> but any other notable, you know, experiences on board that you guys did that you really liked or anything, frankly, that you really didn't like that you thought, well, we, we went to this and we kind of wish Disney did it differently. Well, as part of their 25th anniversary sailings, they had the special fireworks show. So that was really neat. Launching the fireworks from both the, the bow and the stern. And they had a special reception where they had, I didn't expect free alcohol to be passed around, but they gave us margaritas. So I was like, oh, wow, how nice. That and that was, was just because <laughs> we were taking photos. We definitely made a priority to take photos, especially before dinner. We wanted to make sure we got a bunch of photos to kind of celebrate the whole trip and everything. Yeah. So that was probably, we probably got almost every character. We just missed, I think, Daisy Duck, just because <laughs> the timing didn't work. Poor Daisy. Yes, I know. <laughs> but, but we got a lot of the characters in the, the 25th anniversary clothing. So that was fun. Yeah. And Minnie kind of in her like flapper dress that matches, matches the statue, which is really unique. We thought that was a unique character sighting and we enjoyed all the characters our girls still are fine with being with the characters and yeah another adult space that we really enjoyed was the cove cafe it's just very relaxing in there and it's the the atmosphere is is so nice you get to see the, the photos of walt on his travels oh, yeah. and it's just yeah it's great to have a coffee in there absolutely especially because i can't drink the swill that they serve on deck and call coffee one of these days, Sam, someone's going to write in about that complaint. I don't care. Yeah. Listen, I will drink. There are Joffrey's coffee blends that I will drink. The Disney Cruise Line one is not one of them. Then during the sea days, we also took advantage of the, the movies that were playing. So we saw the third Guardians of the Galaxy and we saw Elemental. Nice. So nice to do that during the day. We never talked about the pool. But we did go oh, to the pool. yeah. The aqueduct. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a blast that we all really enjoyed that. It's a, that's a fun water ride. No one really spent time actually in the pool because that's, as you guys always say, kid soup and yeah. definitely what it is. <laughs> um, but I think my daughter would have ridden that aqua duck over and over and over and over and over again, which she did. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Now your first ship was the Disney Magic. So you had right. been on the aqua dunk then back in 2019. Yeah, originally I did that. The kids didn't want to do that, but... Okay. Well, maybe she was at seven, but I don't know. She... And I did it and I thought, I don't think I'll ever do this again. <laughs> I might try it one more time. We'll see. I totally get yeah, that. It's, yeah. It's pretty fun. It's fun how Mickey counts down to you and yes. it's quite thrilling for a for a family ship. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got to talk about food now, right, Brian? Have I missed anything else? Yeah, oh, food. I get actually I didn't ask you about the shows. So let me before we get to before we get to food. Shows, Walt Disney Theater stage shows. Did you go to all three of the main stage shows on the fantasy? And what did you think sort of overall? So we love theater. We've been to Broadway. Our kids actually saw their first musical was Aladdin in New York. Oh, cool. So it's definitely a priority for us to go to all the shows. So we did all the shows. And 
it's very amazing what they can do in the space on a cruise ship that is just when you think about it, it's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, just a priority for us. the big sets that they're able to move so quickly and the pyrotechnics and the lighting and the mm-hmm. talent is, is really incredible what they're able to put on. So yeah, we saw Aladdin, Frozen, and Believe. And then they had a magician another night, which who was fun. We that didn't fun. go see the other. like There was like a juggler or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the other variety act. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, but and sounds like, like you said, you saw a couple of movies at sea, which are always a fun, fun experience to do. Okay. Well, now I've asked you about shows. So now the only thing we have left to talk about before I subject you to rapid fire is food. You, you all only have one Disney cruise to compare this to, but it's from 2019. So it's, you know, somewhat recent. What do you all think of the food on board Disney Cruise Line? And let's, let's not talk Paulo yet, uh, because I know you did enjoy Paulo, but let's talk main dining. I think we have, you know, we hear different things from people about what they think of Disney's food. And I'm curious as to what you all think you are, you all are Disney Parks pros. So yeah, what did you think of the food on board? Overall, I think the food is good, especially when it's getting to like the mass quantity. I think for me, particularly, I like a little bit more flavor. I do have to say that we like season on our food and some of it is a little toned down, but there's a good variety and lots of good choices. And we all enjoyed it. And I think it was nice. Our kids pretty much usually all ordered off of the adult menu, even Maybe one or two times they got the kids stuff because they just didn't see anything. But it was very nice to have that, all the options there. Yeah, I agree. But the quality was, it was good. I wouldn't say it was amazing and outstanding, but it was, it was good. And someone who eats gluten-free, they did a great job with the allergy options and accommodating you and making things that aren't necessarily on the menu, but they can come up with. So I really appreciate all that they do for that. Did you pre-order, Alan? Did did you pre-order your food the the day before? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that worked out really well. And they get to know you and, you know, they're always bringing me gluten-free bread and our, you know, the drink preferences that we have. So that's nice. But one fun thing is that because you can order as much as you want, you can try different things that you wouldn't normally try. So I tried escargot, not something that I would normally ever order, um, (laughs) but I figured, hey, this is the place to try it. And it was okay. I don't think I would get it again. It was basically just like butter and garlic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we love that. The best part about escargot is dipping the bread in the butter and garlic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the snails are merely a delivery vehicle <laughs> for the delicious butter that they sit in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're big fans of the escargot, but I know it's not everybody's uh, cup of tea. And you know, didn't get it this last cruise that we were on, Sam. We we missed uh, Lumiere's. That night, is so, true. Yeah. We did not. We did not get it on our on this last cruise that we were on. But we have many more to look forward to, Brian. We don't have to get it on every single sailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our daughter Caitlin loves steak, so she got to get as much steak as she wanted from the adult <laughs> menu. So yeah, I think the nice. server brought her the prime rib. He said, "Okay, this is very big. You don't have to eat it all." <laughs> she ate it all. She ate it all. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. They come <laughs> cut it for you. Yeah, that would have been me. Like as a kid, I mean, I, I've, I still love steak. I'm not a big prime rib person, but I still love steak. But they could bring me like a big you know, a steak bigger than my head and I would have eaten the whole thing and probably amazed the wait staff myself. So, (laughs) all right. So let's talk Paulo. Was this your first time in Paulo? We had been Paulo dinner, but never Paulo brunch. So we, and we heard many great things about it. So we wanted to experience it. And I think it definitely lived up to our expectations. The service, the atmosphere and the food quality were just all amazing. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah, I got the pizza and veal. And they did gluten-free for you. Right. For oh, yeah. It was all gluten-free. Although they tried to get me to split the gluten-free pizza. <laughs> I said I wanted pizza. And I said, no. No, I'll have my own pizza. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to eat it all. I'll probably just only eat two slices. But I don't want my pizza to go to gluten-free. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that the gluten-free pizza dough in Palo is is quite good. But yeah. I'm with you, Rachel, I would probably get my own pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the, the chicken Parmesan. I got right? the chicken Parmesan and I love oh. chicken Parmesan. And that was amazing because it definitely is different than other chicken Parmesan we have had. And the risotto that they serve with it is so good too. It's which I think of chicken Parmesan as being served with spaghetti. At least that's, you know, I grew up in New York and every Italian restaurant, that's where what they serve with chicken Parmesan is a plate of spaghetti or a bowl of spaghetti. And I like that on board you get a risotto and it's delicious and all works together quite nicely. What about the food in cabanas and the deck food? Obviously, that's also, you know, sort of buffet, well, buffet styling cabanas. And then, of course, the deck food is sort of the grill and whatnot. But just curious as to what you all thought of, you know, the quality of that stuff. Right. I didn't have any deck food, but I thought cabanas was was fine. It, it you know, filled me up and it was it was decent. Did really enjoy the the gluten-free waffles and it was fine for me. And I would say on the deck food, the only thing I did get was the chicken tenders. And those were very good. And the kids like that too. I don't think life changing. Life changing. I don't I don't think they make those gluten-free. Maybe we should have tried to ask. That was one mm. thing. They do. Uh, they, they're different, of yeah. course, but you can, yes, you can special order gluten-free chicken fingers. Yeah. Uh, but they're not the same chicken fingers, obviously, because they have to have a different batter to them. So, yeah. And then cabanas was, I think, very enjoyable for breakfast. We only did that, what, twice, I think? Mm-hmm. And lunch was just on the first day. So. Yeah. Well, anything that I've missed, Brian? I want to ask uh, our guests if, they've, if we've missed... Anything that they wanted to highlight from the from the show? So, Alan, Rachel, anything we've missed that you want to, make sure um, to highlight? Well, some of the food standouts. I know you really enjoyed the pasta presets at Animators. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and so did our daughter, too, who is probably would never have eaten truffle. But mm. I told her, you had truffle fries. You, you can eat this. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yay. She did, and she really liked it. The little one was resistant. Who Actually, it's more adventurous food. was just like, no. <laughs> um, but she ate a soup, and she enjoyed that. And I do say the sea bass that was at Enchanted Garden. Okay. And I love sea bass. That is my favorite fish. Yeah. was Kirk perfect. That was my favorite, like food in the rotational dining room. I oh think. yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great dish. If it comes out a little bit overdone though, then it's like really dry and not nearly as good, but it's yeah. You the overcooked fish in general, right? Not good, but that is yeah. a really good dish when it's, when it's cooked well, right. When it's cooked perfect, it's really, really good. Yeah. And we said that the kids did the midship detective agency. Rachel and I did that also. That was fun to go around the ship. Oh, and yeah. It's pretty amazing how the pictures look like they're paintings and all of a sudden they come to life. That's uh, quite cool technology. I actually like the animator's palette on the Magic more. I like that show more than the Crush show. We weren't in the best sitting area for seeing Crush. We couldn't interact with them. But I really love going the, the black and white to color show that they do on the Magic is, is really cool. But I enjoyed animators a lot because the, the theme, we were there for Pirates Night, which was great for Pirates Night. Yeah. Yeah, we actually were in the best restaurant for each night. Like on the formal night, we were in... 
well, Enchanted Garden, right? Which was still pretty nice. Uh-huh. But then I think when we had the lobster, that's when we were in Royal Court. So I was oh, like, nice. I think our theming was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matched that nicely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Did you have, you had animation magic then also, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I had, yeah, we had not experienced experience. that. So that was cool. That was a neat show. Yeah. You can do that now on, I think, well, I think all of the ships that have animators now have animation magic loaded on but they only do it on the longer sailings right so if you're on a shorter sailing on like the magic for example you're you're not going to get that show in addition so yeah but it, it's it, i think it, in addition to doing like the either the crush or the or the one where mickey comes in and goes around the dining room he drew our waiter, which the waiter got a kick out of ah. yeah i did yeah <laughs> oh that's fun that's really fun. Yeah, fun love it sounds like a fabulous cruise Sounds like you had a good time. Sam, I think we've reached that point in the show where I need to... But you've been doing all the questioning on this show. So I, I feel like I'm just, I'm just, you know, pushing you back or pushing them back into your path of judgment here or something. But anyway, we've reached that point in the show where I need to hand you back over to Sam for some arbitrary questions, some arbitrary rules, and a dash of judgment are the round we call rapid fire. So Sam, take it. All on. right, you guys. I'm gonna ask you some Disney favorites and then some Disney Cruise Line favorites. And you, when I ask you about Disney Cruise Line favorites, you're allowed to answer based on, you know, your time on the magic or based on the fantasy, since you've been on two of the ships now um but let's start with your disney favorites who is your favorite disney character and when i say disney i mean anything that disney owns now okay so alan we'll start with you who's your favorite disney character sure so this isn't a a a big character but on mickey minnie's runaway railway there's a little bird at the the end and i love that little bird chuby is his name (laughs) and i i want a little chuby character but oh. I know you can get them on your shoulders. They have like little shoulder ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I love that little bird. You got to get the ears then too. Cause they hate Chewie uh, has his own ears too. And they've got oh, the little nice. like music notes. They're really, really cute. I mean, I don't know if you wear ears, uh, you know, like, not really, but, but yeah, <laughs> all right, Rachel, who's your favorite Disney character? So I also have a kind of more obscure character too. I like Olumel from Duffy and Friends. Yes. Oh, uh, I love all the, anyone who is at Elani is one of my favorite characters, basically. And Olumel is on that list. So, all right. I love that. Okay. Favorite Disney movie. Rachel, we're going to start with you this time. That's a very hard one, but I think I might just go with Coco because it just is one of my favorites and I'm born near Halloween. So I just kind of like that. There you go. I guess you're going to have to get on the treasure then. Yeah. yeah. All sure. right. All right, Alan, what's your favorite uh, Disney I'm movie? I'm going with Aladdin. Uh, oh. I love the story and the music and the show. Yeah. And I saw that in Broadway. So yeah, I love Aladdin. I keep waiting for someone to answer these questions with some of the the acquired Fox products <laughs> or something. Like the Simpsons Homer movie. Simpson is my favorite Disney character. <laughs> right, yeah, right. there you go. All right. Favorite <laughs> Disney song. Alan, we're starting with you. Ooh, I'll stick with Aladdin and say Friend Like Me. Yeah, that's a great one. What about you, Rachel? I think I'll go with Moana, How Far I'll Go. Is that? Oh, yes. How Far I'll Go. Love it. Okay. I won't start singing. I'll stop there. Okay. Favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show. So you can pick something you saw in the magic or you can pick something you saw in the fantasy. There will be judgment if you pick (laughs) the wrong show. So Rachel, we'll start with you. What's your favorite DCL stage show? So I think I'll go with Frozen. I can't quite remember all the details with Tangled. I know I did really enjoy it, but it was four years ago. Sure. And the reason why I go with Frozen, one, 
I kind of thought I'm not going to like it. I'm so sick of Frozen. We saw so much Frozen. This is way overdone, but it was just fabulous. It's so good. It is so, so good. It's on the wonder and the fantasy. And I'm with you, Rachel. I'm not the biggest Frozen fan. Like it is not of all the IP. It is not my favorite, but it is such a good production. And what they do, and I won't spoil it for the audience who hasn't seen it, what they do at the beginning of the show with when Anna and Elsa are children is just brilliant and so well done. All right. Yeah, sorry, I good. went on my little diatribe <laughs> there. Alan, what's your favorite uh, DCL stage? I really enjoyed Frozen as well, but I enjoyed Aladdin more. I, the genie is just so spectacular. The, the humor and um, the show elements that they have, the, the pyrotechnics and and uh, everything is just is a great show. Yeah. It it really depends on the genie, I have to say. It, if mm-hmm. you have a good genie, the show is great. If you don't have a good genie, that show can be a total flop. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, but there are great special effects for sure. Okay, so let's talk rotational dining. What is your favorite rotational dining restaurant? Alan, we're starting with you. So I'll say Animator's Palette, not so much for the food, but I just love the Disney atmosphere. They we were there for Pirates Night, as I said, and it's it's so immersive and cool for Pirates Night. And it's just it's just a fun place. All the details, like how the butter knife looks like a little painter's brush. It's it's a fun restaurant. Love it. All right, Rachel, what's your favorite rotational dining? I had to say I like them all. It's this is a hard question. It is a hard question. I think it really depends on what you feel like at the time. I think I probably would go with the Rapunzel's one if I can remember correctly. I think I just like the whole atmosphere of that one the best. Yeah, Rapunzel's Royal Table. It's great. I love it with the the lanterns and it's just very well themed. Really, really well done. All right. Favorite onboard activity. So it's just you're on a sea day. What are you doing on the ship? What's a favorite thing to do, Rachel? I would say kind of just walking around. Oh, one thing we never talked about is I do like every morning just getting up and going on the walking track. That's just yeah. something I think is amazing. You're going to see the ocean. I do have to say I would that and Polly Polo, two best things. Yeah. Love B- both of those are great. All right, Alan, what's your favorite? I'm going to go with the aqueduct. I think it's, it's a really fun attraction. You get to go over the ocean and great view. Just a lot of fun. Awesome. Love that. Okay. We got to talk a little bit of food now. Favorite sweet item on board, favorite savory item on board. Okay. So we'll start with the sweet because I like the savory the best. So Alan, what's your favorite sweet item on board? And it can be anywhere. Yeah. My favorite sweet item was the the Mickey Churro waffles. Yeah. Um, I've never had them before and they were great. And I love that they made them gluten-free and it was just... Yeah, I, I really like those. I think nice for treat. you too, there's not a lot of options, to be honest. Sure, for breakfast yeah. especially, yeah. yeah. Right, so yeah, that was just a fun treat. Yeah, yeah. I'd usually get ice cream for dessert, but I really like those churro waffles. Awesome. All right, Rachel, what's your favorite sweet item? My favorite sweet item was at Animators, or at least on our first night, they had the cookie sundae that had oh, yeah. big pieces of Oreo and cookie crumble and you cannot go wrong with that. Yes, that is an excellent Sunday. We just had that on our Sailing on the Magic as well. Uh, so you also didn't really like the cheesecake in the first day. <gasps> yeah, the, the Oreo or- cheesecake. No, cheesecake. I think the thing is anything Oreo, I'm going to like. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah, that's <laughs> my Oreo cheesecake so, was delicious. too. That's my favorite. My favorite dessert on board, hands down, is that Oreo cheesecake on embarkation day. It's the only time you get it. It's fantastic. 
you get a big piece of it if you go to the main dining. You get sm- the smaller bites of it if you go to Cabana's. But you know, you can always get three or four of them if you want. <laughs> All right, favorite savory item on board, and we're going to start with you this time, Rachel. Can I pick Paulo, or does it have to? Sure. Be- Okay. No I'm going to do the chicken parmesan. Yeah, that's right. That's the right <laughs> answer. All right, Alan. Uh, my favorite was the sea bass at Enchanted Garden. I really enjoyed that. Nice. Perfectly awesome. cooked, really well flavored. Awesome. All right. Okay. This is a really important question. I already know Rachel's answer, I think, but I'm going to confirm it. And then I'm going to ask Alan this question. But aqua dunk versus aqua. Rachel, we'll start with you. I, you knew it. It's aqua duck. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, Alan, I, you're the one who seemed to like the aqua dunk, but yeah. we didn't do a head-to-head comparison. So aqua dunk versus aqua duck. Yeah, I would give it to the duck. The dunk oh. is uh, is thrilling and a lot of fun, but the duck is is fun and you get a great view and it's just it's a great experience. Okay, all right. Now, my next question, also controversial classic ship so magic class ship versus dream class ship because you i'm not going to say favorite ship but i'll call it favorite class of ship because you've been on magic and you've been on the fantasy yeah do you like the bigger ship or the smaller ship alan we'll start with you on this question i like the bigger ship i like the the atrium it just you get that wow factor more and there's there's a lot to do you know several years since we've been on the magic so i'm sure there's things i really enjoyed about the magic but and this was a more recent one on the fantasy but I, yeah, I enjoyed the bigger ship and I was a little worried about maybe it'd be too crowded getting off the ship or a castaway, but I didn't find that. It did take some time at the the tender port, but mm-hmm. other than that, I didn't really notice the crowd. Good. What about so. you, Rachel? I kind of think I might like the classic better because I do like the more intimate feel where I think you get a little bit more attention. You kind of get to know people a little bit more. Mm-hmm. One thing we didn't talk about, we met this couple who were carrying around Duffy dolls mm. and oh. they were all- couple and it was very interesting to see their history but like if we were on a smaller ship we we ran into them a lot and that yeah. was on our fantasy but if we we're on a smaller ship i think you get just a more intimate feel i think that's- yeah that's definitely true you see the same people kind of over and over and over again on those smaller ships even more so and same with the cast members too because it's a uh, less less people overall less cast members less guests as well all right well my last question of rapid fire is the question i ask everybody which is bucket list cruise. If you could go anywhere in the world on a Disney cruise, where would you go? And it doesn't even have to be someplace that Disney Cruise Line currently sails. All right, we'll start with you, Rachel. Where are you going? I want to go to Fiji, the, the whole yeah. Polynesian islands. I've never been, and I feel like that is a place I'd want to do. Awesome. All right, Alan, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Somewhere in the South Pacific, I don't know, Fiji, Tahiti. I think New Zealand would be awesome too. Not quite in the same spot, but anything down there. We've been to Hawaii a bunch, so it'd be fun to sail around Hawaii. But I think going somewhere brand new for us would be really exciting. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for playing. You didn't have any bad answers, really. So so I'll say we all win then. So it's a all tie. Right. <laughs> Well, I always like to ask folks, what's next? Did you do you have another cruise lined up or one you're eyeing in the future? Well, we actually have three. So do you want to talk? Oh. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, since we're in Orange County, which is pretty close to San Diego, we found just a weekend cruise out of San Diego coming up in November. And that's on the Magic 
right? Yeah. So yeah. we thought we'd just take advantage of that, even though yeah. it's just a two day. And then our main one that we picked, we already had it, but before we did this cruise, is we're going to do a Southern Caribbean on the Magic out yeah. of San Juan. Fabulous. Oh, you're going to love that. Oh my goodness. We have a we have a show in the back catalog from someone who just did that sailing not too long ago. So you can go back and hear all the fun things that are in store for you for sure. Yeah. And we love that Southern Caribbean itinerary. It's nice. great. Yeah. And then the third one that we actually have booked is Alaska on the Wonder for next summer. Oh my goodness. You've got yeah. <laughs> some great things on like on deck. I am I'm actually very jealous. We are hoping to do Alaska not next year, but the year after. So that's gonna be amazing. Fantastic. And then as we guys. mentioned earlier, we're eyeing the treasure, but nothing nothing booked yet. That's yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, Alan, Rachel, do you want to let folks know how they can find and follow your vlog for all of your Disney adventures and Disney Cruise Line adventures because you cover it all. Yeah, sure. So we're on Krause Mouse Adventures on YouTube. Krause is K-R-A-U-S-E. Do a little posting on an X, formerly Twitter and Instagram, but, but mostly YouTube is where I post my stuff. Awesome. Nice. Fantastic. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what we could, we're supposed to call it now. Is it Xing? <laughs> I mean, Maui's joke in Moana is going to go over everyone's head in about 10 years when, he's, when he does that. If you write it with a bird, it's called a tweet. Well, thank you so much for taking time every day to come share this amazing cruise experience with us and our listeners. It sounds like you had a lot of fun and would definitely encourage folks to head over and check out your YouTube channel and subscribe. And with that, I'll just say thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing the cruise. We just really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate it. big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Good night.